Welcome to Her Love of Sports with your host, Katie Hamilton. Welcome to Her Love of Sports, where we are highlighting professional women in the sports industry. I am very excited for this episode. We have a phenomenal athlete, and I'm just really thrilled to kind of dive into it and hear your whole story. So welcome, Alana Yip, to Her Love of Sports. How are you doing? Thanks. I'm doing really well today. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to have you on because we connected, I think it was right before the Tokyo Olympics um, and you were training for that. So it's great to finally be able to connect and to hear, yeah, your whole journey. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to, to chat. <laughs> yeah. So let's start. So you're from Vancouver. So you're, you're local BC, just like we're, we're shooting out of Victoria. How does one get into the sport of climbing? Nowadays, the way that most people get into climbing and same as how I got into it is is at the climbing gym. They're popping up all around now. Victoria has four, something like that now. Um, And it's pretty popular for there to be kids classes or kids birthday parties. Um, There are lots of adult classes as well. And it's a popular sport to do just for fun for adults as well. So I think a lot of people are getting introduced to the sport through the gym these days. Yeah, we definitely do here in Victoria have a few. And I remember being as a kid, we would go for high school. We'd go, one of our other high schools actually has like just like a mini rock climbing area. Um, so mm-hmm. we would go there for for day for gym class or whatever. And then there's there's one um, that just opened up out in Langford. And mm-hmm. I obviously was just going just as a kid for gym class. And it was so much fun. I was like, wow, this is great. But to actually go and make it a career and go to the Olympics and all these championships, like that's truly amazing. So when did your rock climbing journey begin? How old were you? And what was kind of the story of how you got started? So I started when I was about six years old. I went climbing for the first time. It was some family friends that took me. Our parents went to UBC together. Um, And they have two boys. One is six years older than me and one is eight years older than me. And they were like my older brothers slash older cousins when I was growing up. I didn't have older siblings or um, so they were my stand-in older siblings. I wanted to be just like them. And they joined a local youth climbing team, started going to world championship competitions, the youth world championships and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. So when they took me for my first time, I really enjoyed it. I was not really a team sport kind of kid. So finding this individual sport was pretty special to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that combined the physical and the mental. There's a lot of problem solving involved in climbing. And that really appealed to me. So eventually I joined the youth climbing team as well and just went from there. <laughs> and here we, here we are. Wow, that's great. And so when you first start, so of course, like if we, if I just went today, you have the strap, you have someone with you. Um, how does that kind of start? Are you going on the higher ones? Do you go on, I don't know the right terminology, but the ones that you're free where there's no harness on you? What's that kind of like? So there's two, I think what you're referring to are the two main types of climbing that you see indoors. There's bouldering, which are 
bouldering shorter and you don't use ropes and you you climb over top of big foam pads so when you fall you just roll back um and you're safe they're only about up to 16 18 feet tall depending on where you go and the other one is called sport climbing uh, or lead climbing where you use a rope and you're secured with the rope to the wall uh, and there's somebody on the other end of the rope holding it so you can start doing either one it's a little bit easier to start with bouldering generally um, because you don't need that other person on the other end of the rope but you know you can start doing either one there in indoor climbing the way you uh, climb generally is they put up colored holds on the wall and the color of holds tells you like you follow one color of holds so you could have a really hard climb directly over top of a really easy climb mm -hmm. so you can really climb mm -hmm. any wall at any difficulty um, it just depends right, on okay. what holds there are Right. Interesting. Yeah. So say, I don't know the colors, but if there's a green one, it might be more of maybe more handles or maybe bigger ones. And mm -hmm. then if you do a blue or something, it might be a little bit more difficult and, and use that. Yeah. And one thing I find just so amazing is just this, it's like, it's different strength from other sports, like sport, soccer was my sport, right? So we're not using our hands. We're not using our fingers or grips or arms. So what is that? What does training go into this when you're a, like when you're, uh, competing at a level like yourself, what kind of training do you do? Yeah, climbing is a really interesting sport because it is very, it's truly full body. Uh, we have to train everything from our fingers, which we do by hanging off of usually these wooden small edges. Uh, and you hang on them for a certain length of time or maybe with weight or maybe with one arm. Just for uh, training? Just, so you'll just go on there for training? Yeah. yeah just hang? A, wow to be able to gain figure strength. Mm, okay. um, it's a really interesting, yeah, it's a different kind of training. You're actually, you train tendon strength in your fingers, mm -hmm. which is different than generally you train muscular strength. Um, and tendon strength takes a lot longer to develop. So me having started when I was so young, it's really good uh, because I have all of, those years of experience of climbing, of developing that tendon strength. So I'm a lot less likely to get injured. Um, if you are just starting, you have to be careful about pushing your level and how small of holds you're grabbing um, mm -hmm. too quickly. And then of course we do, I said it's very full body and I meant it. I do a lot of work in the gym with uh, general lifting so from squats and um, different core exercises to pull-ups um, my strength and conditioning coach always has something new for me to try <laughs> oh that's great and did you play any other sports growing up I tried a lot of sports um, you know I was in soccer when I was a kid and okay my mom likes to remind me that uh, I didn't like running, so I didn't run. I just stood there on the field, just refused. 
You're uh, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'll climb everywhere. <laughs> but running, draw the line. <laughs> running, yeah, running was not for me. Um, in, I played softball for a number of years, maybe like 12 years um, oh, wow. from elementary to high school. I quite enjoyed mm-hmm. that was the only sort of team sport that I was really into you know I played volleyball did a couple of years on the school track team um what else did I do I you know I've skied since I could walk I still ski a lot wow. um wow. yeah do you I, find I'm, any of those sports help like for for your uh for climbing or any, I mean, like you said, it's a full body sport that you're training, but do you find skiing or anything can contribute or not necessarily? I think with skiing, the thing that transfers is more the quick decision making um, and commitment to some lines or, or whatever you're doing. Um, it's, so more the mental aspect for me. I'm not an amazing skier, uh, but I think that's kind of where it translates. Yeah. And like you said, it's, this is an individual sport. So it's, it's you, it's all on you. What is it like competing as, as one and going into it and knowing like my outcome is, is what I personally do in this competition or in this, uh, in this climb and What's it also like when you're like, if you're bouldering, you don't have someone there catching you. What's all that kind of like knowing that it's you that's doing it? Personally, I prefer it that way. I know I am fully accountable and fully responsible for the outcome, relying on somebody else. Um, and you can always, you always shoulder 100% of the, the blame for anything that went wrong it's always something that you need to work on. So I like that part about it. It's, it keeps you very accountable, keeps you honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and the falling part about bouldering, you get really used to it. So uh, I've just fall, fallen so many times that I know whatever position I get myself into when I'm flying off the wall, I'm going to be able to land safely and I'm going to survive. So we fall a lot. Like when I'm training, you fall much more than you succeed. This morning I was training and I maybe succeeded five or six times and I fell, I want to say like 25, 30 times. So did you go to university? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you, where did you go and what for, was it for climbing? Was there a rock climbing team? No, there's not really, rock climbing teams don't really exist at um, university level. Well, maybe hmm. some places, but they're more just a recreational club. It's definitely not a varsity sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I, after high school, I went directly to UBC um, for mechanical engineering. I thought that I needed to quit climbing to focus on school. That was kind of the, what I had seen in my life was either you're good enough at climbing to not go to school and pursue the World Cups in climbing, or you want to focus 100% on school and you need to do, you know, to have the best 
be the best engineer that you can be, you need to focus only on engineering. So mm -hmm. I didn't think I was good enough at climbing. And granted, at the time, I, I definitely wasn't good enough to pursue the World Cup circuit at 17. Um, so I chose engineering and actually didn't climb for almost a full year. Wow, you, you took a year off. You're yeah. miserable. Yeah, it was wow. uh, it was hard. I ended up not doing super well in school. My mental health was pretty trash. Wow. So I found my way back to climbing and things got better. Yeah, was there a specific moment that made you think I I need to this is the moment I need to get back climbing. I'm going to pursue this. I don't think it was one specific moment. Um, but a good friend of mine who we had been on the youth climbing team together, he was also in uh same program as me. We just slowly started to get back into climbing for fun after school. And then it kind of, it was fun and it just snowballed, you know, maybe one week we went once and then a month later we were going two to three times a week and 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 then so from there from when you uh when you took some time off you took a year off you came back and then you went to the 2020-2021 Tokyo Olympics and I believe you had a Canadian record time of 7.99 seconds which mm -hmm. sounds absolutely amazing and it was your first Olympic Games right it was the first Olympic Games for climbing for climbing so what so how first how much time was it in between taking that time off coming back and then going and competing at the olympics so my year off was kind of middle of 2012 to middle of 2013 i started competing on the world cup circuit again in 2016 not again for the first time uh and then i qualified for the olympics in early 2020 and then about a week later the world shut down maybe about eight years wow so even like that's a short amount of time too so even just to prepare yourself and then come out set a canadian record be like you said the first olympics to have climbing like that's unreal unreal that's amazing we're very inspiring and very proud and yeah that's great what was it like training for it going to tokyo going to the olympics knowing that this is such a big competition you are a role model for so many people in the world what was that experience like for you it was a, a bunch of weird contradictions it was an amazing experience and I'm so proud to have been able to represent my country uh, and my sport for its first ever inclusion in the games but also being COVID times it was kind of kind of weird kind of sad that my family and my partner couldn't mm. be there to support me and we didn't even really have like we had some spectators at our event but it was pretty quiet kind of mm. eerie in a way uh yeah. and one of the things that i really had wanted to do in in my olympic experience was get to walk in the opening ceremony so in Vancouver 2010, I was 16 and lived in Vancouver and I got to attend the opening ceremony. And that was one of the most 
powerful, inspiring, and transformative moments in my teenage years. I was just awestruck. I stood there for the entire maybe two hours and watched every country parade around BC Place, thinking of how proud they must be to do that. And I just... Mm -hmm wanted to do that myself one day and we didn't get to because of COVID. So mm. I do feel like I missed out on quite a lot of the classic Olympic experience that I really mm. had wanted. But at the same time, I'm very proud to have been able to qualify and been able to go and compete and represent Canada. Yeah, no, that's it's that's very interesting to hear and hear that that side of the story because like like fans and supporters we don't see that side, right? Unless we're we're a family member or a friend that's connected to say you is we don't see that or how difficult. I always wondered what is it like for those athletes? This is your career, one of the most amazing things to participate in and your family isn't able to be there. Um, so to hear your story, it's, it's, it's super unfortunate that they weren't, but I'm, I'm sure like just so proud of you for, for being there and almost, do you find like there is, like you said, there was mix of emotions, but something else you kind of had to overcome is not having that support right there with you in person while you're doing your climbs? Yes and no. I had a really good team with me. So, um, my coach who came to Tokyo has had been my coach from the time I was nine until Tokyo. So I've known him a long time. And then the other, mm -hmm. the male Canadian athlete, Sean McCall, that was there. Uh, he's the family friend that introduced me to climbing. So I've known him since oh, the day amazing. I was born. <laughs> oh. So in terms oh, of amazing. support team, in that situation, I couldn't have asked for any better support team. You had you had some some good people there. Well, that's that's awesome that they were there. Yeah, and to be going through it together and to know them for so long, like that's kind of a full circle moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to it was pretty cool for Sean and I to become Olympians together. Mm -hmm. Wow, and is um, is Sean from uh, Vancouver as well? Then, if you grew up uh, knowing each other, yeah, yeah, also from North Vancouver, we grew up. I don't know two minute drive apart. Wow. So yeah, so to, to be friends, to grow up, and then also just for, for Canadians to have two people from North Van competing in the Olympics mm -hmm. and then at the same sport, that's that's pretty wild and amazing. Have they, have they do you know, have they announced um, for the next Olympics, will there be climbing as well? Because I know some sports, yeah. there will be, oh, that's great. So is that kind of your focus uh, is to kind of prep and get ready for those Olympics? Yeah, my goal is to qualify for the Paris Olympics. So they've changed the mm -hmm. format a little bit. In Tokyo, there was just one medal, and there are three disciplines of sport climbing. There's the, the speed climbing, which is the one I set the Canadian record in. Uh, there's bouldering. So I uh, said earlier, that's the one without ropes. You fall onto mats. And then lead climbing is the last one where it's a tall wall, like 60 feet tall, and you have a rope. Uh, so the last Olympics, all three were combined into a single medal event. We basically did three entire competitions in one day, and then they combined the results of those to find the winner. And wow. 
this year, speed climbing is quite a different type of sport than lead climbing and bouldering because it's it's a race. It's a more, say, traditional sport, whereas lead climbing and bouldering are all, they're more similar to each other. They're very problem-solving based. Every climb in each round of the competition is brand new, and the challenge is to figure it out and climb it in an allotted period of time. So they've combined just those two, lead climbing and bouldering into one event. And that's the event that I am trying to qualify for, for Paris. Oh, wow. Amazing. So will they still, so they'll have that event and then they'll have another different climbing event. So some the people speed climbing do, will be separate. Yeah. Speed climbing will be separate. Can some people, um, athletes do both and some athletes could just pick which category. Yeah. You have to qualify. Um, yeah qualify for each one separately but there is yeah you could qualify for both it's pretty unlikely though to be world class in mm. both it would be like somebody is world class in the 60 meter hurdles or 100 meter hurdles or whatever and like a marathon they're right, right. very different Right. So you'll pick your your specialty and and focus mm -hmm. on that one, try to qualify through that one. Yeah. That completely makes sense. Well, that's very exciting. I'm excited to watch watch your journey and and cheer you on. <laughs> um, okay, couple questions to kind of finish shit off. What what do you like to do in your spare time? If you're like, okay, I got a day off or I got a little bit of time, don't have to go to the gym quite yet. What's kind of something you like to do? Uh, it depends if I need uh, full exercise rest, like my body's tired, then I like to read. I like to go visit family. Both my grandmas are still in Vancouver. So I like to go visit them at least once a week. Sometimes I'm really into baking and cooking. And then other times I'm just really not. Okay. Um, <laughs> depends on the mood. Depends on the day. <laughs> yeah. Depends on the day. And otherwise, if it's really nice out like it is today I like to go hike or bike ride or ski uh, something outside I love it I love it and did you have any athletes that you looked up to when you were growing up or, or even now uh, a lot I guess for me there were athletes that I looked up to uh, there were sort of like two different categories. There were ones that I thought were, wow, like amazing athletes, but I never thought that I could be as good as them or they weren't as, it was inspiring, but in a different sort of way because I didn't see myself in them. Um, mm -hmm. So I guess growing up, I really liked to watch uh, – I always thought that Clara Hughes was amazing, but yeah. her being in such a different sport or different sports, mm -hmm. I never really saw myself in that, but I had a lot of women around me that I looked up to. So two of my coaches, Stacy and Vicki Weldon, um, yeah, I, they were more tangible people that I looked up to 
I thought they mm-hmm. were amazing and really strong, powerful women, really driven, uh, dedicated. And I wanted to be climbers like them when I grew up. Wow, I love that. That's amazing. And Elena, you are just you are just so inspiring and especially in a sport that might not be as seen on on TV or something like that. It's just it's so phenomenal to see someone who's killing it in the sport, hearing their story and knowing for for young kids and people everywhere that look at Elena and what she's accomplished. You know what I mean? Um, to kind of finish it off, do you have any advice for young kids, young girls that are either interested in climbing or that are like really interested and they're like, that's who I want to be like when I grow up? Do you have any advice for them on, on their climbing career? Never lose the fun of it. I think keep it really close. Why you love to climb. I think that's been a really important driving force for me. And it's really important because it's a sport at the end of the day. It's not changing the world. So you need to do it because you love it and it's making you happy. Absolutely amazing. Alana, thank you so much for coming on Her Love of Sports. It's amazing hearing your story. And for me and for everyone listening to Her Love of Sports episode, we're going to follow along your career. We're going to cheer you on um, to qualify for the Paris Olympics. And again, just, just so inspiring, such a role model for others. And thank you for explaining all the different climbing technique just everything about climbing it's 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 amazing it makes me want to go jump out there <laughs> and you find should. somewhere to practice <laughs> get my workout on sport <laughs> amazing okay well thank you so much Elena. i appreciate it yeah thank you for having me to catch all the latest make sure to follow us on social at her love of sports and check out her love of sports.com